Hey all, Tiger here. Due to the sheer length of this episode, I have decided for the first time ever to split it into two parts. That is all. Enjoy the episode. Hello all and welcome to episode 28 of Geeks Engage. It has been a long time since our last full episode. I'm Tiger and as always I'm joined by Yoshimitsu. And once in the past, this is our second time having him on. Let's welcome back Pavlos. Yay! What up, everyone? Thanks for having me on. I'm 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 really looking forward to this. It's kind of like a sequel to the last one I was on. I'm I, I think I'm excited. Sequels uh, tend to be about the same length, but we'll, we'll depends see on the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Historically, actually, speaking of sequels, there was a kind of a sequel to. What we're going to be talking about, but we'll get into that later. Speaking oh, nice. of tangents, <laughs> speaking, speaking of t- my favorite tangent is oh, okay. whenever I talk about a subject, I go into a tangent, I have to keep going. And, you know, that tangent turns into another tangent. Now, the ad- official definition of tangents is I'm just kidding. I don't a know cosine and sine. Yeah. They no, work it's in- sine over cosine. Sine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're the other t- equals W, X, E plus intel plus In- plus the country known as siberia <laughs> equals my sweatshirt that's a lot of interesting math yeah but, it's it's yeah, I, yeah I, it's called pavlos math you might want to check it out sometime uh um moving on to news sadly not too much august is usually a pretty slow month when it comes to video games um Fortnite um, added this yeah. mode called Imposters Mode, so you can play Among Us in Fortnite. Wait, I can you... play Among Us in Fortnite. Yes. Uh, no way. I... Do I? Am I in space as well? Or wait. I don't. Wait. I don't know. It's <laughs> why. Why do you do? Why do they do that? Because Among they're us scared. Is... Among this us is a is... sign of fear. Among Us is free already, <laughs> unless it's on the Switch. I'd yeah. say it's a money grab, but Fortnite is free. So I Among know. Us is on the Switch. Wait, yeah, <laughs> yes. Since when? I think that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I think it was added in like December of last. For year. the anniversary of the N sixty four, we bring to you these new games on the N sixty four. Fortnite, us. <laughs> Among Us, and everyone's favorite game, Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Not one or three, just two. Really? And all, and we have, and but all, it's all, it's actually not a game. It just, it just has a loading screen. Yeah, we don't know how to program the rest of it because we didn't get the rights. I was a, hoping you would say shell shockers. I <laughs> shell shock. I actually think they put a bunch of the Call of Duty games on the DS of all places. Yeah, the the Switch is a weird console because it has like all these games. It has like the like Nintendo games, and then then it's just it's got like. It's got like other games as well, like that, like like big, like just general games that are big on like the gaming sphere. They have Streets of Rage Four, so I'm happy. Yeah. Do they have Tomb Raider as well? I don't know about featuring that one, Laura Croft. I don't Lara think I've ever Croft. played Lara, Lara, whatever. I don't think I've ever played a single Tomb Raider game. Uh, speaking of Tomb Raider, that was turned into a video game movie, which is actually going to be the subject of our show. But before we move on, there were a couple of other news dockets. So Bandai, um, they merged with Namco a while ago, and 
their candy division announced that they're making Pikmin gummies. Can you tell I was stuck for news items? Wait, wait, wait. Pikmin? Pikmin. Yeah, it's a it was a game that came out on the GameCube. You're like this. Oh. The spaceman named Olimar. You go to a planet that has all these small creatures and then you like collect them and then they help. Oh, them. yeah. I played this on the Wii U with my cousin once. The weird dude who looks like uh, Mr. Nose he got a big Mario. nose. He's kind of like a, he's he looks kind of like Caillou or something. Yeah. No, no. He's like, he, looks like, he looks like Caillou plus those weird guys from Mother 3 with a giant nose who just. Have you Caillou seen those is, guys? Caillou is just Mr. A, Saturn. Caillou, Caillou is just a ripoff, uh, like low budget version of uh, Charlie Brown. Honestly, that's all Caillou yeah. is. They're both this ball and they're Saturn, like Saturn, right? Oh, he's so that's cute. Mr. Saturn. Yep. Can I have? Can I have that's one? That's like Olimar. That's what I want to look like when I. That's human evolution right there. I feel like Olimar and Miss and uh, uh, Mr. Saturn could be related. They could. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, um, and the last news docket I have is there was this game that got pretty famous earlier this year called Hades. It had come out on Switch, but now it has, um, it has recently come to the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Series S and X. Hades. Hades. What yeah, is, a, what's the general idea? Wait, I let think me it's look like it a, up. is it, a, I think it's a dungeon crawler or something. Oh, it's. Just like the Binding of Isaac esque, or no, it's not at all. Never mind. I've heard of the Binding of Isaac. <laughs> that game's supposed to be like really sad, isn't it, or something? Yeah. So like, that's a very, a, very sad game. It's a enough said. It won a bunch of Game of the Year awards. I looked up Hades. I got Hades from uh, the the great cartoon. Um, that's a fantastic movie. What was that movie? Uh, Hercules. Hercules, where they tell the story that has nothing that is that they just took. They basically took the it's like when they made uh, the Harry Potter movies. No, not a single person who made those movies read the book. They just gave them the general storyline and said, make a movie about this. And so the guy was like, OK, I'll make a movie about it. I had heard somewhere that the actor who played Dumbledore didn't want to read the books because he was afraid that knowing about what would happen to Dumbledore next would make him play the character differently. That's what uh you and that's what uh was it uh Ian McGregor that Ian McGregor did for um Obi Wan no, the guy who voiced Obi Wan in the Clone Wars actually, um never watched Revenge of the Sith, I think he knew how it ended but he never watched Revenge of the Sith because it's he over Anakin I have the high ground you underestimate my power you were like a brother Anakin I loved you I hate you and he's just screaming there like. Uh, and then you and McGregor's like, what a sad man. And then he leaves. Say what you want about the prequels, but uh, Hayden Christensen plays an angry Anakin very well. He does a good job with that. He also, I think Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie. I, I, that's my opinion. I think it's the most fun to watch. But, you know, in terms of just general Star Wars, it's either that or Return of the Jedi. I hated that film. I first saw it when I was like seven years old. Return of the Jedi? No, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I like, I, it, it was so sad. It like ended like Anakin's bad, Padme's dead. That's what like- makes it, that's what makes it so dead because the way that, uh, I could go on and on about how the importance of the prequels really makes the storyline important, but that's a whole topic for another. It's like the second. Another life. I think it was like the second the credits came around, I burst into tears. That's what makes it such a good movie because it makes you give you this emotion because, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan was, is like a brother to Anakin. 
And that's why Obi-Wan failed as his master is because he was more of a brother figure, not a father figure. That would Qui-Gon Jinn would have been the father figure, but he, he died. So then the, the whole prophecy, because no matter what, Anakin would have fulfilled the prophecy. It just depended on how he did it. And a lot of events would have transpired to make that happen. I think that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. And then Disney made a movie where uh, this person called Ray was apparently the, the chosen one. Uh, I, I, they don't say it, but it looks like it. It's happening. I don't think I've seen Revenge of the Sith since I had first seen it. I've yet to what? see it. I like saw. Um, I want to say that I saw The Phantom Menace when I wanted to rewatch all the Star Wars films. And actually, really love I that movie. I wanted to watch like one a month in preparation for. Oh, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker wasn't that bad. The Force Awakens is definitely the best of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Then they had a. Last Jedi was the worst. Rise Last of Skywalker Jedi was just kind of eh. Was not great. Rise of Skywalker was enjoyable, but it, it, it was it had so its ups and downs. But overall, so it was not great. No. It was so dumb. It was. It was Han cool. Solo cannot be a force of i don't care what you say leia can't project that, that there's nothing that that it doesn't make sense hey, kid. or 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 ray <laughs> killing the em- or the emperor coming back okay no the emperor comes back he's like you kill me and all the sith uh are um, he, the, the worst part is they brought him back and he didn't learn like... from his he didn't learn from his mistakes he died literally the same exact way as he did before well that's part I, of it. The, uh, they... i have an army I will do this. I have a Hulk. <laughs> and then he does electricity. And guess what? Electricity is his downfall once again. And I have yeah. The other thing, it's like, Damn it. it's like you kill me and all the ghosts of all the Sith possess you. It's like, now, okay, we're not going to kill you then. Commences to kill him again. Now, well, now, now you will die. Um, Anakin, well, I'm weak. Before I'm weak. We... I'm dying, Anakin. Help me. Before we get even before we get too far off topic, yes, let's go back into our topic. So today, Emperor Sidious, the Star Wars. There's a story behind this episode, and I will tell you what it is. So first off, when we did episode 14 with Pavlos, that was a real good time. Um, so we had him on, and then we had talked about video game movies, and the movies we made the most fun of and had the most fun talking about was Super Mario Bros. the movie, and Pavlos was like, oh, what is this image of Luigi without his mustache? He looks weird. He looks like, even worse than when he's moving around in the film. Oh my gosh. Whoever made this movie was... <laughs> I swear, that was Let's the biggest... Those I swear, being, being in that movie must <laughs> have been chaos. <laughs> It was, it was. Like Hold acting in that, I can't, I can't. Hold your horse. Um, so after we had recorded that episode, I'm like, oh gosh, we need to have him back on. But it took me a while to figure out a situation to have him back on. And then I'm like, oh, I have an idea. How about we record an episode where we review this movie with him? And so I had planned it. I watched the film I had written down notes with the plot, which I'll go over because that's kind of oh, dude, it'll be God. like a sort of a plot <laughs> review. And then I had um I had recorded an episode, I think it was episode 27 or something, where me and Yoshimitsu talked about console revisions and add-ons. 
And then we recorded another episode where he, we had talked about um th- the rest of that list since we had cut it short due to time constraints. And that episode got deleted because of this dang USB drive. I hate it. It got jiggled and then that episode got deleted. Plus, Zoom was trying to update while that episode was getting ready. And then we decided, oh, I'll just do that the next week. And then we also decided to talk about Minecraft that episode because of the year in gaming being 2009. We'll do that next episode, most likely, everybody listening. And then that episode had also gotten deleted, and it was such a tragedy. But then I decided to record an episode with my dad since he has a podcast called uh, he works on called Bruised Beards and Shipwrecks. Um so I recorded a makeup episode and I had called that 27.5 where I did the rest of the console revisions and add-ons with him and also interviewed him. And after a lot of schedule working out, we finally got the chance to have Pavlos on. Yesterday was Monday. I mean, today's Tuesday when we're recording. Yesterday was Monday, which is when we normally record. We would have done that that day at our normal time, but we went to this... um, river with some of our friends and we ended up be i ended up being home three and a half hours late and nobody had time so i mean pablo still was able to hop on the zoom link after i sent it to him so he sort of discussed okay here's what we're going to do next yada 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 and then voila we had we have him on right right here right now ready to talk about a very odd film Yep. That's about um, a film that I may remind you is 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, oh. actually? <laughs> yep. So let's get into 1993's video game adaptation, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. It originally released on May 28th, 1993 in theaters. What a great it was, year. It was distributed through Buena Vista Pictures. That means ah. it's technically a Disney movie since that company also worked as Disney's distribution company. Oh, that's great. And they sponsored by Disney. So it was worked on by Hollywood Pictures, but these three other companies called Light Motive, Allied Filmmakers, and Synergy Pictures served on production as well. It was written by Parker Bennett, Terry Runte, and Ed Solomon, but the crew had hopped around way too often, which kind of affected the film's quality. So the film was written by like over 10 writers before like constant rewrites, constant rehirings. It, it ended up eventually being written by those three, and it was directed by Annabelle Jenkel and Rocky Morton. Honestly, um, you can kind of tell that the writers jumped around. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> what was... I, oh, my Lord. What? Uh, I don't even um, know how to describe it. I watched it. I, I watched this like yesterday. and I had watched it like two weeks ago. Because it was of all the, the weirdest experience i've ever had in a movie see i i've most likely have watched it considerably earlier than you guys because i wanted to watch it and then get a jump on everything and then it ended up being a bit after i'd watched the movie before we did this episode um the music was composed by alan silvestri 
the Alan Silvestri who worked on the Avengers films. Well, except for um, Age of Ultron and the Back to the Future trilogy. He's done like two of Hollywood's most iconic scores and he worked on this film. Is that another iconic score? Yeah. No. <laughs> and not surprisingly, it was co-worked on by Lars Ulrich. No one. Lars Ulrich of Metallica? I yeah. knew he had something to do with this. We need more drums in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, Quiet, I, I, Lars. No one cares. I, I, I like bringing that up because I know that Pavlos is not a fan of Lars Ulrich. Oh, I love but hate Lars Ulrich. He's... Just how like just like how I love but hate blueberries, you know, I love eating them, but when they come out, it ends okay. up okay. Being... <laughs> <See a> tangent. <laughs> I get a little stomach ache from when I eat them blueberries, you know, you know, a little bit of indigestion, some some salmonella. It's uh, some pretty uh nasty stuff. I've never gotten salmonella. Blueberries are the side of salmonella. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. Was... Uh I don't know what blueberries you eat, but um Maybe I'm not eating blueberries. <laughs> I mean, like are, are they? I mean, it's kind of weird that they're not supposed that they're that all my blueberries are white, right? <laughs> are those blueberries? <laughs> I assume no, then. All right. But, I'm sorry. That's moving back. Um, the film stars Bob Hoskins as Mario. Who? 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 who uh, Bob Hoskins also played. Um, was in a movie. A legendary film called Hook, where he played. Uh, so it's a movie with uh, Robin Williams, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman plays Captain Hook. Robin Williams plays uh, 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 Peter Pan, and uh, Bob Hoskins plays. Uh, was it Mr. Schmee? Mr. Schmee. Yeah. I, I love yeah. Mr. Great Schmier. movie. A, a recommendation. What uh, y'all should watch Hook. It's a great movie about Robin Disney. about uh, Peter Pan who grows up. I watched the Disney uh, Robin, not Robin Hood. Oh, I keep saying Robin. I almost said Robin Hood too. <laughs> the Peter Disney Pan Robin movie. Hood is a the and Disney because Ro- the uh, his name is Schmee. When I went back and watched the Phantom Menace, Anakin's mom's name is Smee. Shmi Skywalker, <laughs> Mr. Shmi. <laughs> now I can't unhear that. So I actually heard this time. dumb theory that um uh Ray is actually Shmi Skywalker who went back in time or something. You know, like it that. wouldn't surprise me because doesn't because of. All right, this isn't a movie podcast. This isn't a Star Wars annoyance podcast. Well, no, so. but this is this is a movie episode. A podcast about everything. We're supposed to be talking about Super Mario Brothers the movie. But we decided to talk about um, Star Wars and yeah, what happened um, to the rest. Let me tell you. The Super Star Wars movie. It also stars um, John, <laughs> Sorry, Bob. John Leguizamo as Luigi. So Bob Hoskins was also in this film called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But John Leguizamo played Sid in the Ice Age films. Um, oh, Sid. Everyone's favorite character. He was in this film that I didn't <laughs> quite like, but was still pretty fun called Playing With Fire. And then we talked about it on the last episode we had Pablo on, but he was on this film called The Honeymooners. That was an adaptation of an old sitcom. Lots of people don't like that movie. I enjoyed it. He played this um kind of shady character. He like he was siphoning gas out of somebody's car, and then the two main characters walk up to him and they go, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Oh, no, nah, man, this isn't what you think. It's my friend's car. We do this all the time." Uh, and yeah, he's a shady character. 
Um, nice. It, it also stars um Samantha Mathis as Princess Daisy, Dennis Hopper as Bowser, Fiona Shaw as Lena, Fisher yeah, Stevens Dennis as Hopper. Fisher Stevens as Iggy, Richard Edson as Spike, Francesca P. Roberts as Big Bertha, Dana Kaminsky as Daniela, and Mo- Mojo Nixon as Toad, Lance Henriksen as the King, and Dan Castellaneta as the narrator. So yeah, um, Dennis Hopper was also in everyone's favorite three-hour film, Waterworld. He was also in a couple of other pretty uh, well-regarded films, Apocalypse Now and Easy Rider. He's also in Speed, I think, with uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. But the important thing about uh, Fiona Shaw is she played um, Harry's cruel aunt in the Harry Potter films. Well, I think she was also in this film called Enola Holmes. Me and my family saw it on Netflix. It has Eleven from Stranger Things plays uh, Sherlock Holmes's younger sister who has to solve her own mystery. And it was, it was nice. a pretty good film. Um, Francesca P. Roberts is Big Bertha. So she hasn't been in a lot of stuff other than Big this. Big Bertha. Oh, my Lord. The name Big Bertha actually comes from a giant fish enemy from Super Mario Bros. 3 who tries to eat you up. Okay, yeah, that, okay, that's another thing about this, that actually, we'll get into that later, keep going. Um, so, and Mojo Nixon, who plays Toad, he's the only actor in this film who's not actually, um, an actor. Mojo Nixon is actually a real musician. That character was originally going to be played by Tom Waits, but then Mojo Nixon's agent said, Oh, um, he, this guy is essentially a third-rate Tom Waits for half the price. So that that was an interesting uh, thing. Um, uh, um, Dan Castellaneta played the narrator, but I think that part was cut out of the director's cut because he just um, he narrates the film from the beginning. And he's it's most just like fam- his voice throughout the whole film. Uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, they're going through here. Uh, yeah, did they say this? Dan uh, Dan Castellaneta is most famous for playing the role of Homer Simpson in The Simpsons and a bunch oh, of other okay. characters. Um, nice. So this was not this film was not Mario's first foray into film. He he had first appeared in the Saturday Supercade, which was this cartoon that had a lot of arcade games in it. I think it was from like '83 or something. One of the segments was on Donkey Kong, and of course, Mario, or Jumpman, I guess, as he was known at the time, was in it. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, which I feel like this film draws a lot of inspiration from, was featured heavily in this other video game movie called The Wizard. And also, Mario's first real film, which was also the first video game film ever, was this anime called Super Mario Bros. The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. The whole thing's on YouTube, if you're interested. Nice. And then he was also on the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which I think was his first live action role. He was played by a wrestler named Lou Albano, who sadly since passed away. And Lou Albano was most famous for like being a wrestler who wore rubber bands on his face. <laughs> yep. And so it's mouth. So yeah, he has like a mouth issue. So it can't close. So he has to put it around his face. It's like, mm. Every and then the talk goes, ah, how are you? Every single time Tiger pauses, cue the Pablo's tangent. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, on the Saturday Supercade, Mario was actually voiced by Peter Cullen. He was, he's most well known for being the voice of Eeyore for a long time, but he also voices Optimus Prime in both the Michael Bay films, which we don't talk about, and the original Transformers cartoon. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a variety. I voiced uh, Eeyore and Optimus Prime. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Yeah. Um, so Jeez. one other cast member I wanted to talk about is... um. Richard Edson, who played Spike, the uh, the the two the two Koopa cousins, the guy with the more Johnny Depp hairdo and like the goatee, he played the garage attendant who steals Cameron Fry's car in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, that. and they drive it backwards. Yeah, gotta reduce the mileage. Drive backwards. Except it didn't work. My dad loves his car more than me. His own wife. This is his life, and then he breaks it. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> Bit late. Oh gosh. Um. So the film, the story behind this film was there was this guy named Roland Jaffe. He met with Nintendo of America to negotiate the movie rights. He eventually won them over and hired Barry Morrow to write the script. He. How do you win that? How do you win a person over with a script like this? I'm just imagining this meeting. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, how are you? Uh, yeah, I got this great idea. Why, why don't we no, have no, the no. Mario? Why don't we have the Mario Brothers come and like live in uh, uh, New York uh, or something? And then we can have them live in like. And then they they teleport to another world. Oh, and all the all the characters are gonna be um, uh, people. We're not gonna have like a. We're not gonna. They're all gonna just be humans, and uh, we're gonna. We're not. We aren't gonna have any. Um, uh yeah it's gonna be a great idea what do you think oh and the boomers have heads too and feet and they go they'll do dance they sway back and forth and call it dancing yeah i would immediately i don't know what the i don't know if these people were like do it were like all sick or if they were all like drunk or something but who in their right mind would say Okay. No, but, but that's where you're wrong. See, he negotiated the movie rights before a script was ever written. So, uh, after- yeah, guys, guess what? Uh, the script is going to be great. I promise you. Are you sure? Who's writing it? Um, uh, uh, we got, we got, um, I got Spielberg, uh, maybe. Uh, do you have connections? So, no. <laughs> I watched a movie that he did. <laughs> do you know why? Do you know why they didn't get Spielberg? Because the what? same year that this movie came out, uh, they released uh, Jurassic Park was which absolutely decimated it in the box office. No, uh, okay, yeah, I want to talk about uh, before we go any further. I want to talk about the movies that came around at this time, and I mean, there's a big, nice, juicy list. Please uh, enlighten us. Jurassic Park, 1993. That movie is still one of the greatest. I mean, the animatronics for the dino. The reason that it still looks good today that is because they're all, an- that they're all animatronics. Anima- that Yoshi animatronic was actually pretty well made. That actually, yeah, was that was that cute. was. Yeah, it wasn't Yoshi, one. but it was cute. Yeah, but then remember in Jurassic Park, that thing will grow up to go, and um. Eat the dude in the bat, and then he'll eat the dude in the. He was like, he was going to the bathroom in the outhouse. So, um, the um, yeah, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire came out, which um, I, Robin that Willi- is. I have not the, seen that film, but it had uh Robin Williams, one of Bob one Hoffman's of the most. Th- that might be hands down the greatest Robin Williams movie ever made. 
I loved him in Aladdin. He was so really good. well. Yeah, he's a good he. He's a good he was, voice he, actor. He's he a great a comedian. Guy. Sadly, died. but he's also a great just actor. I mean, he his he got an Oscar for best actor in a very serious film, as well. And he, um, The Fugitive, starring Harrison Ford, came out that same year with Tommy Lee Jones, one of Harrison Ford's best movies, um, Schindler's List, which another Steven Spielberg movie and that mo- and Schindler's List was according to Steven Spielberg to him was the greatest movie he ever made. That was we what, will- that's what got Steven Spielberg his very first Oscar for best director, best movie, best uh, writing. It's a this yeah. this film Super Mario Bros the movie is the complete opposite of Schindler's List. Yeah, it's not even all that it's, it's not in the it's not on it's not it's nothing like Schindler's List. The only reason it's slightly similar to Jurassic Park is cuz oh there's dinosaurs, but there's not really dinosaurs. Not really. It's it's like a I mean, when let me ask you this. When you think of the Super Mario's movie based on a game, what comes into your head? Like let's say this like if you were expecting a movie from this, how what would you expect? Um, so the story behind the film itself goes is the first person to write the script was um Barry Mora, who had written the film Rayman with Dustin Hoffman. So the first draft was going to be more like this epic odyssey, but then people were like, "Oh no, it's too similar to Rayman. We can't do it," and so they fired him. <laughs> No, you don't get to rewrite the script. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, you 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 have one chance, dude. You're fired. You're fired. That's how you sound like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, dude, uh, you're fired. Okay. Um, my iPod. What are you trying which, to do? My iPod, which I use for notes, has taken a fall, and uh, this happens to its screen sometimes. And when that happens, it usually um won't recover for a while. So I'm going to have to improvise on the fly i got most of this information from wikipedia and imdb which are two pretty good sources unless you're writing a school report about so um after after a barrymore was fired this uh these guys named jim genwine and thomas parker were brought on to write it they wanted it to be more like the wizard of oz and like more of a fun thing they kind of wanted to poke fun at traditional tropes and do they said they wanted to do something similar to Shrek. And after that, they got Greg B-Man to direct it. Um, unfortunately, he was fired pretty soon after because one of his films was a pretty big flop. It's called Mom and Dad Save the World or something. They then offered uh, Harold Ramis of Ghostbusters fame to direct it. He declined and later said it was the best career decision he ever made in his life. He actually went on to direct a couple of episodes. Why would of the you Office. make a Super Mario? Exactly. Why would you want to make a Super Mario? This this doesn't need a live action film. This, I'm pretty sure this game. Nintendo just assumed it was easy money, kind of like. And um, I kind of what I well, did they well did they get more money? Did they how much money did they make off of this film? We'll Not much. It was really it it did bad. So um, probably a box office failure. So afterwards, they brought on uh, directors Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel, who at the time were most famous for creating this guy named Max Headroom. He was like the star of a couple of TV shows. He was pretty popular in England. Then they brought him over to America, where he was also popular. 
You might remember him. I think he was like Wade Watts's virtual assistant at some point in Ready Player One, the book, but not the movie. So that's what I remember him from personally. They kind of wanted to do it as more of like a grittier take. That's kind of where the whole um, parallel universe with dinosaurs comes in. They wanted it to be dark. Um, So they said that they, what they kind of wanted to do was like, it was a theoretical story about how like um, Nintendo would have seen their movie and then based a game on that. Like if that were the case, they said they wanted to work backwards and, so they the kind of um I think one of the big problems with this film is like at the time the Mario universe wasn't that big. So I think there were only like five main games in the series by the time this film came around. There was um Super Mario Bros. one, two, and three, Mario Land, and then Mario World. I think Mario Land 2 had also came out, but this was before I want to say it was before any of the Mario Karts, Mario Parties. Um Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, Sunshine, Odyssey, none of those games had come out yet. Everyone know everyone knows now what Mario is. Like it's one of the most he's one of the most identical, identifiable like things ever and stuff like that. Like it's a huge 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 game. And it's like the character even Bowser, every a lot almost, everyone know if you say Bowser's name, a lot almost everybody can imagine him at the very least. I might not know anything about him, but at least heard of him. Now 93 that was um, that's almost 30 years ago my question is did they was that a thing back then like how well was mario he was a franchise he was really well known like i think a survey as recently as like 1990 he was more popular than mickey mouse he was more recognized by kids than mickey mouse so he was really popular i'm just saying like the universe of mario wasn't that big so, yeah. and because of that, there wasn't as much with, as they could do with it that they did. Like, for one, the desert that they go into at one point in the film is called Kupahari Desert. It was a giant missed opportunity. They could have named it Calamari Desert as the name. That was the name of a track from Mario Kart 64. And so, I mean, yes. Did the game happen. come out yet? The game had not come out yet. How did the world, how did that land come out though? Mario, wait, what? How did the world come out? That it was based in the desert or the Mario film in the general. desert that I don't know where they filmed the desert that okay the whole desert was oh my, they could have done way more in the desert that was so the whole desert like half the scenes ago. didn't have any no no, no, no let's like, let's wait let's wait to go into it until we go through the plot so um I, I, I really want to save this Eventually, the Parker Bennett and Terry Runte were dismissed by the producers for being too comedic, and they brought in instead Dick Clement and Ian Lafreneus to wow. direct a what film. What a fancy was- last name he has! So, um, afterwards, they had brought on Ed Solomon and Ryan Rao to try to make it more family friendly, and this this brings it into the um, the other big issue with the film it's kind of unclear who this film is meant for. The directors wanted something gritty and adult. The produce, the production company behind the film wanted something lighthearted for kids. And then you have this clash of styles that shouldn't clash. Like there are movies, like, okay, there are kids movies that hint at jokes that as you get older, people will perceive in a different way. This movie doesn't have that. 
Like I like like it like there's scenes in like classic Pixar movies. What where... about um the B movie? Ray Liotta plays a character. Okay, the in B that. movie is like the he played okay. an essential part. Kids don't kids aren't gonna know who Ray Liotta is. Why was he a character in the film? And then there's that Ray sting Liotta. cameo. Which I we, love we've the talked sting about cameo. we talked about the, the sting, sting cameo. cameo. Um so How did that move? apparently um what before Bob Hoskins was brought on to play Mario, they wanted um Danny DeVito to play him, which makes a lot of sense. It wouldn't have happened. It, it, Dan, I don't think if unless it was like a big producer, Danny DeVito, because at this point in Danny DeVito's career, no, actually now he's Danny DeVito does so many different things at this point in his career. He's I actually really like that uh in Jumanji two, the next level or something when they had um. Dwayne Johnson tried to do his best Danny DeVito and then Kevin Hart had to do um Danny Glover. That was a that was I I really liked that one. They Danny also Glo- Oh, Danny Glover was in. Yeah, I forgot about that. They also wanted um Tom Hanks to play Luigi, but then it's like he had been in a couple of films that didn't do well. One of them was Turner and Hooch, which just got a reboot on Disney Plus. Oh yeah. So yeah, at this point in Tom Hanks's career, he wasn't he, I mean, he had there was big which was one of, and then he was in Sleepless in Seattle. Which I want to say like made the right, top ten that year in '93. I want to say like right after this, he did um two the two films that probably changed his career, which were um Forrest Gump and Toy Story. Forrest Gump is probably the biggest film that he was ever in, and it, Toy I, I think and, and Toy, Toy Story made him a voice actor. Really, really made like people realized, wow, his voice. Because he just has a unique voice and it works with the style of character that he played. Plus, it's just and Forrest Gump, just as Forrest Gump is hands down one of the best, one of the probably one of the most important movies ever made. It it, it did thing, it it just relayed a style that no one had ever done before. And and that, that, the, and I think that Toy Story and Forrest Gump really solidified his career because everything afterwards, you can't really compare any other movie to. Or move well. Okay, voice acting you can compare the Polar Express because Tom Hanks voiced like half the characters in that movie. Um. So for the uh the filming of the actual film, the for the most part, the Dino Hatton scenes were filmed in this giant abandoned cement factory in Wilmington, North Carolina, <laughs> which was also the location of the Foot Clan hideout from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Wow, and was that a good that movie? That laugh was hilarious. Was that a good movie? The the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I haven't movie? seen it in forever, so don't ask me. It sounds like it sounds like a mess. It, from what I remember, I kind of enjoyed it. So, but um, so moving on to the film itself. So um, so first off, uh, M- Yo- eh. first off, Yoshimitsu, which version of the film did you watch? I watched the extended uh, version with all yeah, the I, cut bits. I that had, one was hurt my head. That hurt my head to watch. It so, did. So, Pavlos, did you also see the extended cut? Yeah, and they had all these scenes with all the time counts and all the audio was all messed up in between. I scenes. was only able to know what was cut. They didn't. Of I the see why counts. they cut that. They didn't. There were so many unnecessary things happening in those. It was kind of like, just an extra two seconds of them walking. Like, I yeah, mean, and that made the movie like 10, 15 minutes longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, so I 
the only one of you that hasn't seen the extended edition yet. I saw. Oh, you don't? Did you not get? DVD. You didn't? You didn't get to see the rap? I did not. The see, rap I, was good. That should have been good. left in there. That needed to be. That was the. That there. was that. That was like the only. That's like the best part of the movie. Uh, like so, literally, none of the scenes with Mario or Luigi. It's that scene. Like those are the two characters that, in my opinion, are the only like overly positive parts of the movie. So yeah, they, they were fun characters. They yeah. were fun. It's like in it was like the. Uh, uh, the, the, like clutch powers. You had the two skeletons. Yes, that were Great like movie. The, those I, were the, those not... were the those those are the those two characters. The two skeletons are the best part of that movie. Skeleton, just like in Super Mario, uh, Super Actually, Mario Bros. It's not Mario. It's not Luigi. It's not uh the the, the princess. It, it's not even Bowser. It's it's the it's Spike and uh what's his name? Iggy, 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 Iggy yeah, That's So. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to sort of do the plot from memory. Sadly, my iPod, which I usually use to read my notes from, has died. So I'm going to be doing this mostly from memory. So the scenes that I forget, I might have you guys fill me in and then also add the extended scenes, which they added later. Don't worry. It's impossible for you to make the plot sound worse than it is. Uh, I'm just trying to make it. I'm not trying to make the plot sound better. I'm trying to make the I'm trying to say what happens as it happens. Oh, by the way, side note, the way I'm doing this, I'm kind of taking a lot of inspiration from this podcast called Disorder Every Disney Film, D-I-S hyphen order. So it's a really good podcast. They go through every Disney animated feature in order. It was like my number one podcast for our top five podcasts episode that we did a while back. So, and they're really good. Like the, they did every Disney animated film. Then they're, now they're doing more different Disney films. So, yeah, yeah, like, I'm kind uh, of basing the format on how I'm doing this off of theirs. So big shout outs to them. So the film opens with like the a catchy 8-bit Mario tune playing. And then in the, yeah, I, I watched like the first two minutes of the extended cut. And I think they cut this out. So the way it opens in the original version, you get a narrator narrating like dinosaurs over like a 16-bit landscape. And he's like, well, what if that? Oh, yeah. What Let me that- say, that is the most you, that was, I, I forgot about that. That was terrible. I don't understand. It didn't, it, it didn't need, it, that didn't need to happen. Oh, and the, um, the triceratops looked like a rat with three horns. I must have spaced it, out when they did that because it, it it's not very memorable. It wasn't very good. That's it. the way the film starts. How could you for how could you have spaced out in a film's beginning? Because it's not credits. exactly the most memorable introduction. There's nothing really like important that stands out in that. So intro. I was watching a two-hour version with cut bits that I couldn't tell were no, cut. No, 50 that minutes really... into that movie, I checked to see how long it was. I thought it was an hour and a half in. I was 50 minutes in, and I was like you're serious i mean I, I there was this film i had seen through that disney podcast that was really bad it's called home on the range it's an animated film with bad joke after bad joke and annoying characters it just seems to go on and on the one good thing about it is like it's kind of silly because there's a scene where like this guy hypnotizes cattle to try to collect them by yodeling and oh, hypnotizing. that them. movie yeah that <laughs> lord the the two thousand the early two thousands were a weird year for Disney. They had some great. That was the ending of the great hand drawn cartoons and the start of some of the weirdest anime uh, like uh, 
computer animated ones. And you have there this some... weird, you have this weird jump in quality. Like there's dinosaur, which wasn't that good. It's probably it's so boring. I hate it. And then there's um right after that, I think a couple years later, there was Treasure Planet, which is really good. It's fantastic. One of my favorite Disney films. Then they did Home on the Range. Then they did Chicken Little, which a lot of people don't like, but I grew up on that film and I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just the animation. It's kind of is known as one of the worst. It's it's known as the worst. It's considered the worst animated. It's like a Zootopia tech demo. That's such a weird best way to describe it. The weirdest part of now the weirdest the weirdest thing about that movie is no one likes Chicken Little. Really, no one. Not even his dad like defends him. I mean, at the very end, they do have a very sweet. Well, yeah, but his dad is like. Oh, well, they're making a movie. Yeah, okay, good job. You're my son, and uh, everyone thinks you're an idiot. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, not per- it's not a it's perfect not a, movie. It's fun to watch because it's it's just weird. It's Looking just- back on it, I it's not the best Disney film. I don't know if it even makes top 10 for me. It's it's still charming. It's still fun. I'd still, it's but it's not as bad as some people make it out to be, in my own opinion. Um, but moving on to Mario, um, so the film opens in like 16-bit video game style graphics of don- dinosaurs chomping gas while Dan Castellaneta narrates. In the extended version online, I might include a link to it in the description if you're really that interested. Um, it shows like old black and white claymation footage of dinosaurs going around. Doesn't need to be there. Oh my gosh. Why? I mean, I guess it's a fun throwback to like the golden age of Hollywood when dinosaurs were portrayed as dumb. Actually, the first film to show dinosaurs is like less than big dumb idiots and to try to make them move realistically was actually Fantasia because in the Rite of Spring section in Fantasia, they had the whole like T-Rex and Triceratops, oh no, Stegosaurus. And then they, they worked closely with paleontologists and even the composer himself to try to make sure the segment was as good as it can be. And it's a technical marvel to behold, really. And so right after that, we then cut to um a something that says 20 years ago, so presumably 1973. Oh yeah, that that this whole yeah that that's how they should have started the film, and I get the why the Exedica didn't get rid of the dinosaurs. So they um, what happens is there's this woman who has she's wearing spiky shoulder pads for some reason, dropping off a giant metallic canister with a weird crystal at a convent. I think it's Saint something or others. That means God exists in this monstrosity of a film. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't. I mean, well, God well, doesn't exist. Well, in the, in the, in the, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm so confused. We're trying hard not to offend our non-Christian listeners. <laughs> um, so l- let's ignore that and move on to the fact that, um, so they drop off a babe. This woman drops off a baby at a convent. So, um, and then like the egg canister. Opens. Well, we don't know it's a baby until it comes. Until it until goes, it opens, blah, yeah. blah. gets adopted by a bunch. She, the baby bunch of gets nuns. adopted by a bunch of nuns. Random bunch of nuns. With yeah, it's kind of like in uh, kind of like an elf. Or honey um, diapers. Or meet the Robinsons, which is another really good Disney film that came out. Uh, that came out right after Chicken Little, I think. That one's a great Disney film. Oft forgotten too. Um. So after this, the woman who drops off the ba- the baby's mom goes back to the sewer, and then King Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper, proceeds to kill her. So, King yeah, Koopa- he's in the world, right? Yeah, I 
Yeah, that oh. was very. It's the weirdest. Yeah, I don't. I. I again. I That's, think she should. I never thought about that. You're that should have right. been taken out. That should have been taken out. That whole portion should have been taken out, in my opinion. After that, I we um miss that part. As well. After that, we cut to like modern day New York. There are two Brooklyn plumbers named Mario and Luigi just trying to okay, make it. Okay, yeah. Luigi's just glued to the TV, and then Mario is just no. walking around trying it's to do stuff. It's the weirdest rendition. They, they are Mario seen. and Luigi. They're Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. <laughs> so stupid. I hate it. My Mario, Mario, and, and they're not, they don't even have, they're not even that, Italian. They're not even that, Japanese. That's why they're called the new- Super Mario. That's why they're called the Super Mario Brothers because they're both named Mario. It's a dumb thing, I know, but uh, yeah, it's that's not even. The, but that's not the thing I'm most mad about in this entire film. Mario, Mario, and he's Luigi Mario. Mario, Mario, and Luigi <laughs> Mario. So after this, like Mario's on the phone trying to get a job, but they found out that I what was it? They got taken over by um. Scapelli. They, they're like, they're, yeah, their job got beaten to them <laughs> the by some dude named Scapelli. Who fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. The guy who played Scapelli was in a movie which is considered one of the, which some people consider the greatest film ever made, The Godfather. I actually has, have Inception this, um, is one of the greatest movies. But my, my dad works in beer and wine and he gave me this magazine which talks about like how Francis Ford Coppola owns a winery. Nice. So I've, I I still haven't seen the Godfather films, but I've heard yeah. good things about them, which funny enough, the guy who wrote the original Godfather book, his name was Mario Puzo. Not Mario Mario? <laughs> Mario Puzo. <laughs> no, his name was Mario Luigi. Actually, no, so they had Mario Mario, but um, that can it was you, actually written by Luigi. And can Mario. you imagine like a serious book being written by somebody named Luigi Mario? That's I why Luigi Mario and that's Mario why so Luigi. many actors like get their names changed. Like the most famous is like uh, John Wayne. His original name was like um Marion something. I want to say. Um. So as so um Luigi is like watching on TV some guy who supposedly has seen a parallel universe, and he's like, "Oh Mario, look at this. This is pretty cool." And Mario's like, "Ignore that, Luigi. We got a jam in some legend. Why do you sound like Sylvester Stallone? I'm trying to sound like Bob Hoskins as Mario. And then they this intro to the characters, Luigi watching this TV. I honestly feel like very heavily of the Godzilla. Bob Hoskins where the girl is listening to this podcast about like there's it's a conspiracy theory podcast. It just reminded me very heavily of that. There's something secret going on underground and we don't know what it is. I have Yeah, do what's happening that. underground? There's a world that teleports us to this place. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. Big, just kidding. Big, like, bad, bad, bad. Oh my god, it's terrible. Uh, actually, speaking of spoilers, I mean, even if you haven't seen this film, don't. I wouldn't worry about, you know, watching You don't film. need to watch this movie unless you No, you shouldn't. Yeah. Just listen go watch, to this. Go watch Bionicle. Bionicle, yeah. the Mask of Light. The, the Mask of Light or something. It's called I The Mask know. of Light, the movie. Yeah, check it out. Breakout. Oh, actually, though? The movie, Mask of Light. I haven't seen any yeah. of the Bionicle movies. I need to do that. The movie. I, I have seen a couple of the Hero Factory films. I only there's no breakout. movies. There's no Hero. There's, there's not a Hero Factory movie. They're Breakout. I saw They're breakout. all like weird... Um, well, what they did was they're all episodes and they just shoved them all together and made a movie. Yeah, I, yeah. But then, um, so the Mario brothers get in their beat up old van. 
And it was because of the scene like, um, so filming conditions were so bad. The actors were drinking scotch daily to get through the day. And oh, because- Bob Hoskins hated this movie. He said it's the worst film he's ever had to be in. But um, uh, John Leguizamo playing Luigi was, you know, a, a little bit tipsy. So, you know, and like there were during like a scene where they were driving the band and he had to hit the brakes. He hit it a little too late. And they were like, um, as they were screeching to a halt, what Bob Hoskins did was he sort of like grabbed the top of the doorway and then the door slammed into his finger and broke it. And for the rest of filming, he had to wear a pink cast painted like his finger for consistency sake, which that is one good thing I will say about the movie. I feel like the set design is very well done and I could not tell he was wearing a cast. I even looked for it in the film and I didn't see any trace of it. And um, side note on the back of their truck, I think I saw little Italian flags, you know, the little nod to their Italian heritage. And I mean, lots of Italian uh, born people live in New York. So, I mean, it would make sense for them to be still Italian and yet still New York. You know, you know and they're th- Italian when their last name is Mario. <laughs> yeah, you know Mario, my little brother Mario. You know he's um, he lives up there with his brother Luigi. You know he um yeah they make uh they make the, their, you know I I I I don't like them as plumbers. I prefer the uh, what are they called uh, the. Uh... Actually, Mario was originally a carpenter, and then they decided to change his. No, he used to be a carpenter in the area, but you know he had a terrible job. You know, one night the you know he came out, you know. Uh, good old uh, Jimmy D came out Jimmy. and was just like, what are you doing? Jimmy, and he, like, Jimmy D, you know, uh, everyone knows Jimmy D. Come on, you know, he lives on the <laughs> Senate. Uh, yeah, he's from California. And, you know, he uh, he's kind of a fast driver. You know, he ran in my car six times last year. Let me tell you, you know. I'm walking here. I apologize for all our listeners who live in or are from New York or of Italian heritage. We uh, do I, I'm, from, I'm from California. It's me, Jimmy D. Dude, we, apo- like, we apologize to all Californians now. Dude, well, I was on Sunset uh, yesterday. I ran this dude's car. Like, on a, uh, I made a few left, and I went up to, like, 3rd Avenue, took a left on Sunset Street, and then I went up to his bungalow. And then, I, you know, I had a couple drinks, and then, I, you know, I know what happened. I, I, fell, I, I went to bed that night, and you know, I woke up. Yeah, you know, he keeps trying to do this. Now back to the story of Mario and Mario. Then, <laughs> and then they... Um, they head to the archaeological dig. I like that we just slide right into the storyline. <laughs> the head of the dig is um Daisy, I think. She's like um at this point 20 years old. I, I think they say like she's an, a New York University grad student or something. And then like um Luigi is smitten and tries to very unsuccessfully <laughs> flirt with her. It's the worst flirting job I've ever seen. And then like that was awful, this this so. thing I noticed was like supposedly in a scene, Mario's holding a bottle of a water bottle by this company named evian and when he's holding the bottle upside down it reads naive so he's like trying to send a subtle message to luigi or something and so um daisy says something about like how um oh we found this amazing thing there are a bunch of dinosaur skeletons down here but then there's also plumbing and then like um luigi heads down to take a look at it mario heads back and then these two Koopa cousins named Iggy and Spike notice this, and then they kidnap Daisy. So another weird thing is that they didn't have Peach as the princess. They had instead Daisy. they, they and, and instead uh, Mario's love interest was some woman, da- Daniela. Her name was. Oh no, she wasn't kidnapped yet, was she? No, she was kidnapped before. 
Let me just grab her. But they went on a dinner date. Yeah, then they left, grabbed her, and then they grabbed, and then they got Daisy. Yeah, they thought Daniela was Daisy. And let me just say, there's plumbing next to dinosaur fossils. They must have had to excavate a large area to get the plumbing set up down there. How did they not encounter any dinosaur fossils while setting up this plumbing? That is true. But um, they didn't know back then. I know, I don't know how him. it goes. I it's just like, like dug them up and just shoved them back. Everyone who worked on it was like a everyone who worked on it was like a stoner. So like um so uh Luigi and Mario go on a double date with their uh, girlfriends Daniela and oh, Daniela was actually also in big because we were talking about Tom Hanks earlier and um I think the only other stuff Samantha Mathis has done with that that's of notice. I think she was in American Psycho or something, which came out like seven years after. So they're on a dinner date. She tells them about how the, the, her crystal she wears is like a connection to wherever it is she was from. And then the two dumb Koopa cousins. Um, what? What? While they're on the di- dinner date, you find out that Luigi is an orphan. His brother is Mario by adoption. His dad. Is what? His dad his by adoption is also Mario. <laughs> I, I like I like that part where he's like, um, oh yeah, he's my dad, my uncle, my grandfather, my cousin, and everybody in between. My mother, <laughs> my mom. Oh, he does say mom, and he's like, no, yeah, I'm he your does. father. <laughs> and I'm like, because Mario's his adoptive brother, but also the person who adopted him, which makes him also his father and mother. Why are they brothers then? This doesn't exactly. make sense. <laughs> but uh, you know, you don't go up to someone and say, grab him and like. Oh, we're I'm the your same dad ages. and your mom. And he your looks brother. like he could be his dad. Honestly, he does. They look like they're 25 years apart. Yeah, Luigi looks like he's maybe 15. <laughs> Luigi looks like, oh my god, this is the worst representation of Luigi. Like, I you can tell. No, that- no, there's there's an even worse part. Like when they're in the desert, he takes his shirt off. He has no body hair. What Italian has no body <laughs> hair? Okay. We apologize to our Italian listeners. No, 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 I'm saying this kind of based off experience because I'm of Greek descent and I know that lots of Greek men have very hairy chests. One of my uncles has a super hairy chest. I think he's of Greek descent. If I ah, like, right uh, but like, um, uh, I assume that it- because Italy's close to Greek, that they must have the same type of thing. But what's weird is that like, Bob Hoskins, I mean, as Mara, you can see his shirt collar open a bit. There's definitely chest hair there. So what is the dealio with Luigi? Does oh, he Luigi, feel- he didn't have a name, probably. You forget, Luigi's adopted. 15. He wasn't like... Um, <laughs> no, I mean, he's a best, like, at youngest, he's probably like 18 or 19. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Well, he's probably not Italian because that's why he doesn't have any hair. I don't know where he's from. He might be like, what's a place where they don't have any hair? I don't know. Um, like, Brazil? Uh, Brazil. He does not look Brazilian to me at all. I don't know what he what's up with this guy. Maybe I maybe think, he actually had to shave all that hair during the filming. I mean, everybody scared. has body hair. It's like whether or not you choose to shave it. It's more of a thing in Greece to not shave it and Italy, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's um he's not like Gaston. You know, no. Gaston's a chest full of hair. Oh, that that grossed me out when I saw. That. I like how the hair appears and, goes, and then it never appears again. It's like a little friend. Come moving out, friend. On, hey. Moving on back to the movie. Um. So 
Daniela gets kicked out by Iggy and Spike. Iggy is named after one of the Koopalings of the seven Koopalings from Super Mario Bros. 3. Spike is named after an enemy, not another Koopaling for some weird reason. And uh, he's named after an enemy that like throws spike balls out of his mouth and then he throws them at Mario. And so after this, uh, Daisy gets kidnapped also at some point. And then, um, so like Luigi, no, hold on. So Daniela gets kidnapped. Um, Luigi and Daisy are walking home as they see this happen. They go home, alert Mario. Mario's like, get your plumbing belt on, Luigi. We're going to see That's a good world. It's like Bat Mario. Because his girlfriend being captured suddenly means the world. I like how they, um, I like how he loses that belt. I mean, it's like the way he And then out of nowhere, they come back again. So then they go down to the archaeological dig. The plumbing's all shot, and so Mario has to fix it. That this sh- this sort of shows like the plumbing camaraderie between the two brothers. Then Spike and Iggy also kidnap Daisy. All it they shows is Luigi can't do any plumbing. Actually, um, when they're when after they kidnap Daisy and she goes through the portal, Mario and Luigi kind of like tr- st- try to stagger down the lo- rocks, and then they lose a flash, and then just like, oh no, the flashlight! All the all I could think of when I was seeing that was there's this scene in Hotel Mario. Um, which was a bad game for the Philips CDI with cutscenes, and so during one of them, like Louis, they're about to go into a cave. Luigi says, "You got a light," and then Mario says, "No," like all scared. Like it's um, I I don't know what's worse, Hotel Mario or this. But um, so after uh, the, after they kidnap, they go through the portal. Wait, what, Yoshimitsu? The other interesting thing is they drop the light, and it doesn't get any dimmer. That's yeah, wouldn't it soak the internal components? I mean, probably well, because the, the they had to use would it. would go out almost instantly. They probably had punch. to use it. They had to use it for multiple takes. So, well, even so, the, the cave would plunge them into darkness all around them, except for where the flashlight was. That is true. So, um, after they go through the portal, they run through this giant weird entrance, and they find Dino Hatton, a place where everything is like Brooklyn, but dinosaur themed. And it's because of um, this crystal that Daisy has, like um, the world of the uh, dinosaur Manhattan is like devolving and turning bad, mainly because of um, King Koopa. He's not called Bowser for some reason. And- oh, that is, that's another mistake in this movie. What? Oh my God. It's so stupid. No, there's a, there's a good reason for this. So, um, Oh, in Japan, Bowser's called King Koopa. So they kind of probably did this to okay, satisfy fine, all audiences. So they go, they find it's hustling and bustling. People are super mean there. Um, they eat frogs on a stick. And because they're dinosaurs, wouldn't this technically be cannibalism? If it No, they're eating lizards too. Um, y- Yoshimitsu, you were going to say something? Let's rewind to back when Iggy and Spike capture Princess Pete. Nope, Princess Daisy. Well... They knock out Mario and Luigi with flashlights, and for some reason, it takes Mario and Luigi about two minutes to get. Was this one of the extended scenes? Fr- no, no, no. It might be, but when they're going down the pathway to the portal, it takes them about two minutes ish from where they were knocked out. Mm-hmm. Well, another fun thing the extended version of this movie, there's not really the only scene that's really added. That adds any value 
is ma- that adds anything to the movie is really the story, the the intro with the weird dinosaurs. It's kind of dumb, and then the rap scene. The other deleted scenes are just different angles of where they're headed, and it just takes them longer to do anything. Well, I'm glad to know I didn't miss out on too much. Well, not really. You missed out on bit other than a rap. You missed out on nothing. Okay. When Iggy and Spike knock him out, how long were they out? If they were able to wake up, hear Daisy calling them from that side, and watch her go through the portal. Dude, they're just slow. No, she she put up a big fight. Remember, like ba 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 ba. So um yeah, they're walking through Dino Hatton where cannibals are. And that is the end of the first part of our Super Mario Bros. movie review. The second part should be up by now. If not, it will definitely be up soon.